Welcome back to another episode. Shout out to the newest patrons. Shout out to Sarah, Jason Talbot, Matt, Jack's Guard, Idyllic Recollection, Jessica Mueller, Alicia Kirk, Ben Bulick, Rara, Robert Anastasi, Catherine Lay, Abella Window Cleaning, Valerie Gibson, Sarah Hayes, James Coyle, Amanda, Daryl Jens, thank you for upgrading your tier. Callista, Dazen, shout out to you, George, Alexandra, Money Signs, Stephen, Maranuik. Sorry, I butchered your name. I'm not good with last names. We have here Matt, Kenny Savage, and Jonathan Starchville. Appreciate every one of you. Thank you all for those that signed up. And thank you all those who are signed up on the YouTube side as well. We have 30 members on that side. And also everyone who's purchased or bought a comic book or an Occultist Monday from the Ko-Fi store. Thank you guys so much. Can't do this without you. And all the money that's made goes right back into the show to bring you better content. I really appreciate all of you for that. So enjoy this episode. Hello and welcome to the Horn One podcast. If you're enjoying the show, consider signing up for the Patreon. There you get ad-free content, early access, exclusive episodes, and monthly supporter hangouts. You can find it at patreon.com slash the Juan on Juan podcast. If you don't like the subscription-based models, there are other ways of supporting the show that are linked in the description. Thank you for tuning in and enjoy this episode. Welcome to the Juan on Juan podcast with your host, Juan Ayala. So I just wanted to show how it's connected to literally everything. Kabbalah is connected to Freemasonry, to to the chakras, even like literally everything. So Kabbalah is basically like a glue that holds together a bunch of different Western mystical and magical traditions. It's like a, a key that unlocks a lot of different doors in the Western esoteric world. And it's not just limited to, to magic either. Kabbalah has been influential in works of scholars like we talked about Carl Jung, right? Freud, he also got a bunch of Kabbalistic ideas, obviously from Kabbalah. Welcome back to another episode of the Juan Juan Podcast. I'm your host as always, Juan. Make sure to follow the show on social media at the Juan Juan Podcast. Make sure to check out the website, thejuanjuanpodcast.com, patreon.com slash Podcast. All that good stuff, links are in the description. If you're listening to this on the RSS feed, please leave a five-star review. And also, if you're watching this on YouTube or wherever else, comment, like, subscribe. You know the whole deal. And today we have Occultist Lux with us. 
And I'm going to be calling them a few different things, so please bear with me. But I came across this homunculus somewhere on the internet, and here we are. He's got a great channel, and welcome to the show, bro. Thanks for having me. I'm really happy to to be here. Been a fan for for a while now. So my name is Occultist Lux, or you can call me Rob, and you can find me on Instagram at the same handle, Occultist Lux, and on YouTube, same name, Occultist Lux. For those that don't know who you are, you do have a great channel and you post esoteric and occult things. Can you let people know a little bit about you? What got you started into this? Are you in any secret society? I know you've talked about Freemasonry and, and things like that. Are you yeah. in any group or it's all out about? Yeah, no, no. Uh, I was thinking of joining the the Masons actually, but I didn't end up uh, doing it. But no, I'm not into any secret society. <laughs> Uh, and I got into this um, a few years ago, actually. Uh, I think it might have been three three years ago or so after a huge psychedelic trip. <laughs> I think I mentioned it to you on uh, in the DMs. So I didn't know anything about Kabbalah or anything really about uh, esotericism and, and, and so on. So as... I was trying to make sense of my of my trip and and everything. I I was getting more interested into the occult and started getting lots of books on it. And then eventually I found um, Kabbalah. And then I realized uh, it has a connection with my uh, with my trip, as well as uh, I think Gnosticism as as well too. Can because, you go into uh, detail on that trip? Oh, yeah. Because now I, I love hearing yeah. trip stories, so this is great. Yeah, this sounds wild. <laughs> so it wasn't. It was by accident uh, as well, and um, it was <laughs> on your, my birthday. Your friends give it to you, and you didn't know. Yeah, no. Uh, he gave me. Um, they're like mutated, like mushrooms. They grow by accident, and they're like really, really potent. And he called them blobs or like space popcorn. <laughs> so anyway, I I had some of that and it was very, very intense. I kept peeking for probably two hours and I, I got stuck in a like thought loop. I couldn't count past three to see how many hours went by. Started like sweating. Um, it was just very like terrifying. And then... Um, Afterwards, it got a little, little better, and then actually, it was at the end when I got this um, epiphany, I guess, that everything, like we, we are all one, like everything's connected. Uh, we are one consciousness, uh, living through different bodies, to in order to have different uh, experiences, and we're no, no different from, from each other, uh, really. So there, there's a source, the the one like Gnosticism that, of course you uh, you know. So it came out of nowhere. I never, I don't think I ever heard anything like that before. It just entered my mind from some, some place. So, <laughs> yeah. And what so kind I, of did you have visuals? Because the oh, only yeah. the only trip I've ever had is. The, the psilocybin that I grew and that one was pretty intense and I haven't done it since not because I'm scared but because I have respect for it but mm -hmm. the reason I did it myself was because you don't know what they're lacing it anywhere else exactly. you know what I mean so yeah 
but the process but, itself is a sort of an alchemical process to where you have to nurture it and keep up with it. And you have to literally take care of these little spores mm-hmm. so that they can fruit. And so the entire process takes like, I want to say two months, right? From, from yeah. spore to the actual, you know, mushroom, which is the, it's the mycelium coming together and it's like their sexual apparatus pretty much where it comes. That's why mm-hmm. it looks like a phallus, right? Cause it comes out and, and that's what you're eating. Yeah. You know, the, the network, all put together of the mycelium but mm-hmm. did you see anything crazy because i was just watching full metal alchemist last night and you know the <laughs> one where he sees truth like in this other realm with the robert flood yeah kabbalistic yeah. tree you know what i'm talking about yeah 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 i know uh the, yeah the visuals were insane um i can't even describe them really <laughs> because the language is so limited but it was very almost like DMT like because the the mushrooms were so so strong. And and by the way, which kind of strain did you grow if you remember? B plus. What was the name? Okay. It's one of the penis envy. Yeah, yeah. So it's yeah, penis envy is pretty strong and then B plus is Mm -hmm. one of the more easier ones. It's more tolerant. So there's definitely a whole bunch of other different strains, but mine's were mine were pretty they they I saw Baphomet, dude, and I, I, yeah, it was crazy. And I think that what, what ended up happening for me was, and I've talked about on the show before I, I tapped into, it was at the peak of COVID at the very Mm. peak. Oh yeah. And I was doing, I did it all wrong. I I shouldn't have done. I was playing world of Warcraft as I was peaking. That was crazy. Right. And, (laughs) and then don't do that. (laughs) Yeah. I felt like, dude, as soon as I shut my computer off, it felt like a switch of anxiety had mm. been just turned. It, it was the worst kind oh, of yeah. anxiety you could ever possibly feel like you were going to die. And yep. it was because I was tapping into the collective of everyone that was like, I'm going to die. So then what ended mm-hmm. up happening was the more I thought about not freaking out i would freak out because i was like hey if i freak out and i go to the hospital i'm gonna get COVID in the hospital and then i'm gonna die so like it was like this cycle of Mm -hmm. oh and i was just like the ouroboros powering itself over and over again and yeah yeah i haven't done it since and i still totally understand that same it was i went through basically the same thing just like super anxious got off uh, of a game and and yeah and also, uh, I forgot to mention, I also felt like I, I died. And then after that, I, I didn't have um, any fear of, of, of death afterwards because I know I felt it's not the, the end. It's probably only the beginning. <laughs> and what, what were you, not what were you, but what religious thought, what school did you follow before? Because when I listen to your videos... You mm-hmm. seem, at least on the outside, pretty knowledgeable of these topics that you talk about. We're going to be talking about Kabbalah today or Kabbalah, however you want to say it. Yeah, and there's different ways. There's KQC. It, yeah. That's how I've always said. Oh, there's the K and then the one with the C, the one with the... Yeah. So I don't know a lot about it. The one thing I do know, Alex Rivera, my friend, has the way that he puts it. I love the way he describes it and talks about it because he talks about it. And it's a way of deciphering... No, no. A way of hacking this matrix. Mm-hmm. you know yeah. a, a system to hack that. the matrix but what were you were you a christian were you anything? before my experience or when yeah. i grew up as uh, both 
Well, I, I grew up uh, Christian Orthodox mm -hmm. from uh, Eastern Europe, so everyone's Orthodox there, basically. Mm. <laughs> and then uh, in high school, I went um, full-on atheist for a while, and then I was like, oh, there's got to be something out there, you know? It's not an accident, so I started becoming more religious again, but I didn't really know what to call myself. I was more spiritual uh, than than religious. I believed in something, but I didn't know what to what to call it. You know, yeah, that, that's my background. Yeah, I believe in I believe in a god. I I do believe that there is the god, like the one main mm -hmm. one. But I I've talked about my past before, Pentecostal Christian, hardcore, and my family's been that all my life but i don't it's a brokered experience now i think it was mm -hmm. as of recently i think it was this week actually i saw a video of the pope talking about how you need the church or something like that and obviously <laughs> of course <laughs> the vatican and and that is a whole different yeah. thing but the the fact that they believe that you need them in order to achieve divinity is a mm -hmm. joke and that's why they yeah. killed the gnostics and that's why I started when I first was being, I don't like to call it awakened or anything because I'm not anything. I just like to read interesting shit and talk about interesting mm -hmm. things. But when I first started diving into these esoteric and occult topics, it was a, a first of Gnosticism. Like I went hardcore Gnosticism and I learned that whole cosmology and it's really interesting mm -hmm. because those were the og christians those were the underground yeah. christianity that was the opposite of of the christianity at the time and we know what happens with people who go against, <laughs> against the them. church that's right bro they, yeah same they with those scenes yeah and yeah. even jesus says you don't really need the church like everything's already you mm -hmm. everything's already inside of you so don't look for external things and it seems they they forget that but um do you have any other questions about the b before we get into kabbalah do you have any other questions about my, my my trip oh yeah i forgot to mention that when i did it, it was a a blood moon like a full moon oh and it was on my birthday too so i don't know if that had something <laughs> to do with it definitely didn't it help in 2020 yeah no definitely didn't help but lucky for uh, you bro the moon is fake and gay so you don't have to worry about it anymore that's, the that's moon, true that's the moon true. can't hurt you but not let's, <laughs> the whole let's, space is faking yeah that's right it's a projection a holographic projection let's get into it and then as we go i'll ask my questions i mm -hmm. don't i always get lost in the sauce with yeah kabbalah because the reason it's like the bina and the yetzifer and oh, all yeah. these different things and yeah. i always get confused it's like astrology i, I can't get yeah. into astrology because there's so many things going on at once i'm just like ah. it can be very complex but hopefully you'll have a better understanding after after this um let me know so you want to, me to begin pull, pull your screen up oh yeah yeah for sure uh to to begin with um Kabbalah, it's Jewish mysticism. And Kabbalah means to receive. And the original teachings were passed down um, orally. And were not written down until the, the Middle Ages. And Kabbalah uh, be became very popular around that, uh, that time. And like you said, there's different spellings of Kabbalah. There's Kabbalah with a K, which is the Jewish, the original, the Jewish mysticism. Kabbalah with a Q. And Kabbalah with a C. So like I said, Kabbalah with a Q refers strictly to the traditional uh, Jewish mysticism. 
and historically uh, you had to be Jewish of faith and you had to be over 40 which is weird <laughs> and you had to be married and with kids before you were even allowed to um, to start going that uh, that direction and Kabbalah with a C is the Christian adaptation of the original Jewish Kabbalah and usually people that practice this are of Christian faith and I don't really know anything about this type of Kabbalah so what I'm going to focus on is Kabbalah with a Q or the Hermetic Kabbalah that is open to to anyone it can be practiced by by anybody and and the Hermetic Kabbalah has a emphasis more on the magical part of the original Kabbalah and also it's a more modern uh, practice and it has a mixture of some parts from the original Jewish Kabbalah, some parts from Hermeticism, Egyptian and Roman magic, Neoplatonism, Paganism, Western astrology and <laughs> all sorts of stuff mixed uh, mixed in there. So that's what I'll be focusing on um, more. Um, it's very interesting that Kabbalah is related to tarot and to Freemasonry. And to study Kabbalah is to study Freemasonry and tarot. And they're, they're completely uh, interwoven. And Kabbalah is basically the foundation of the Western mystery traditions. I can get into that a little bit um, later. I have lots of stuff on here to yeah no to do, cover do your thing bro yeah so um in kabbalah the the tree of life is basically a, a map like you you said earlier and it can be used to study ourselves in the the universe it shows us what the universe is made out of if you understand what composes the the tree of life you can understand everything else practically and uh if you can pull up the, the image so you're gonna have to select it on your end and open oh it. okay open the image because if i open see it's gonna pull up the the screen there uh, and i know you and i were talking about before in the you see it now? i can't see it on on the screen i can only see the folder did you click the mm -hmm. right yeah i clicked on the hmm Did it pull it up? Are you sharing? How many screens do you have? Uh, I think just one. Yeah, just one. I should have pulled it up. I don't know why I didn't. Let me try this again. So the Kabbalistic tree, mm -hmm. there's obviously different interpretations. And what you mentioned, we were talking before because Jung also got into this sort of thing as well, where he was talking about alchemy and diving deep within the unconscious, subconscious. And one thing that I've, I've been recently looking into the Red Book, which is really interesting. Oh, yeah. And how he's even connected to the paranormal. Things, I'm finding out things that I didn't really know. You know, when you know mm -hmm. about... when you. When you're familiar with somebody, but you don't really know a lot about them, you just come across their name every now and again. Here we go. Now it's good. Oh, there we go. And yeah. 
he talked about going deeper into the subconscious and pulling things out. Well, mm-hmm. you and I talked about how Crowley would cross the abyss and it was through this. He was doing Kabbalah with a Q, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's the hermetic uh, Kabbalah. Yeah. So this is what he would use for his aether. Those, or I think I believe it's 32 aethers or 30 aethers that he was doing mm-hmm. while he was getting railed in the desert by, I think it was Nierberg or something. <laughs> and he was having a vision. He was, I think he got possessed by Tronzon or some demon in that time. I, I read the story. Yeah, I heard of that too. Yeah. Once upon a time. But so he was using this system of mm-hmm. magic, of occultism, of. Uh, yeah, you can use the tree of life uh, with ceremonial magic. So I'm pretty sure that's what he, he did. Can you zoom in on that a little bit? There you go. Perfect. All right. There we go. Okay. Uh, so if you, uh, where did we leave off? Uh, so it shows us what the what the universe is uh, it's made of. So in Kabbalah, the the spheres, those spheres that you see there, are called sephirot, and they simply mean emanations or attributions. And a single sphere is called a sephira. It is said that the the sephirot are expressions of God of the the source. And also of uh, individual consciousness as well. And there are actually two aspects of this tree of life. One is a microcosmic aspect or indwelling aspect of consciousness. And the other one is a macrocosmic aspect, which is a reflection of the universe and the, uh, the laws found in nature. And before I start going down the tree, I want to talk about a key concept in Kabbalah. And that's something that's beyond the spheres. If you look up there, uh, those are called the veils of negative existence, which represent, um, it, uh, it refers to the three stages of God's manifestation in the universe. And uh, those stages are called Ain, Ain Sof, and Ain Sof Or. You can see them up top there. Um, let me give you a a better image here so those are the the three veils and um, the first veil of negative existence it's called Ain um, and it is it, it is considered to be absolute nothingness or non-existence so this is where it gets tricky <laughs> because we can't really comprehend uh, this and and so on so it is beyond human comprehension and is considered uh, the source of all creation it is the unmanifested uh, unknowable and um, transcendent aspect of god and ain is often referred to as the absolute or infinity or the nothing no no thing and then we have um the second veil of negative existence and that's called ain sof and this is the stage in which God begins to become self-aware. It is a state of infinite potentiality, but not not yet um, actuality. And uh, it is considered to be the um, the primer, primal source of all creative energy, but it has it, it is still formless and unstructured. So Ain Sof can be thought of as a womb of creation 
where all things exist in a state of uh, potentiality. It's just a potential. It is the only thing that exists um, everywhere. If the divine is the unity and if the divine is everywhere, nothing else can exist because nothing is manifested. And if there was something else than unity, then that will be a duality and not a unity because it hasn't happened yet. So the third veil, it's called Ein Saf Or. And it is the stage in which God's uh, creative energy begins to take form and manifest in the universe. It is the radiance of God's light and the source of all creation. Ein Saf Or is the realm of archetypes, symbols, and, and forms. It is the realm in which everything that exists in the physical world has its source. This is also called the limitless light, but is not uh, light as in um, light from a lamp or a light bulb. This is a light as in, uh, in spirit. It is the essence of the divine. And in the original Hebrew, the three names, the the names of the three veils are of three, six, and nine letters, with each three letters occurring the next denser veil. So if you remember Tesla talking about the three, six, and nine, have you heard about? Yeah. So yeah, I don't know if there's anything there or <laughs> or or not, uh, because he said that um, those hold the the key to the universe basically was he was he into any mysticism i don't he doesn't really i don't from what i've read i don't i don't i could be wrong but yeah who knows because he had his files and like everything sees by the uh yeah. by the fbi that was the whole trump conspiracy yeah that was his uh <laughs> his uh uncle or something i'm not sure yeah his, or his grandpa yeah his grandpa or uncle yeah one of the two but the the baron and then you have what's the ingersoll wood or oh, something yeah. though the yeah yeah that that guy's weird and then we this is reminding me of back again to gnosticism because i believe mm -hmm. bro and this is why i think that sometimes <laughs> even organized religion is is bullshit because they're all oh, yeah. they're all riding each other's coattails pretty much they're all going not coattails but ideas mm -hmm. from the one before and then they add on to it because i do believe that every single magical system can be adapted to the practitioner on what they want to do. Mm -hmm. So this is reminding me of the upper eons, right? Yep. This is up, up beyond that. What you, the, the, the watery light that's above the actual, the, the upper eons. And then you have the lower eons, which is the material world. And you said that the tree was a representation of the universe. Is that what you called it? Yeah. It's a map map of the, the universe. Interesting. Now I'm yeah. thinking about that vo a voyage to Cartesius, bro. I don't know. <laughs> that was wild. Yeah, there's so many different um, connections you can you, you can make. Um, let's carry on. So um, also the three veils they correspond with the with the three pillars, which represent the the three possible ways in which force can uh, can manifest active passive or equilibrated so or balanced and the sephirot uh, which are 
established modes of existence exist only when they have been achieved and they cease to exist when manifestation ultimately um, withdraws up the uh, the planes so in in contrast the pillars represent um, possibilities of manifestation and have their root in the unmanifested uh, let's see let me get the next image here back to the tree so you can see the tree uh, tree pillars here just one second my my, my dog's going <laughs> crazy you're good so you didn't hear it okay yeah no i heard it it's all good though okay. um so the the three pillars so we go back mm -hmm. to freemasonry where you have the masonic tracing board there's always the three pillars one on the left yeah. one on the right and then you have that obscured pillar that's slightly always it's offsetted sometimes right with the yeah. ladder or the yeah the what else is on it there's either a ladder or a staircase i, I believe is, is mm -hmm. what it is jacob's ladder mm -hmm. yeah so those are the same uh pillars basically mm. so you can see here there's one and then the middle pillar which touches all the way up and down and the other one here so that's where the the freemasons got the the idea um let's see where did they leave off um and also i want to mention that it's important to keep in mind that these uh, those symbols are just metaphors and shouldn't be taken too literally and they're simply just tools to um, help us understand the, the the concept of the unmanifested and the the process of the manifestation you're saying the the actual symbol of the tree yeah, that that too, and the 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 tree veils too. Okay, it's just like something to help us um, un understand. Mm -hmm. Yeah, a visual representation. Except y yes, it, it makes it um, e easier. Um, My whole thing so is that they take that and they it's a talisman, right? You charge it and then you use it for whatever you need. So it becomes oh, yeah. a literal thing. <laughs> that's a, that's a whole other episode. <laughs> yeah, the the. They like doing that too so now i'm actually going to start with the last uh sphere which is uh malkut all the way there at the bottom or the kingdom and this can also be represented by the planet earth and it's the material realm this is where we are right right now our world and this sphere or sephira is the farthest away from the from the crown from the top that's from the creator basically from the the source so malkut is the most physical aspect of existence that you can imagine so anything that's emotional spiritual or inte intellectual can really be found here in a pure way but there are aspects of those things that can be found here but again not in the pure uh, form and we can also um link the 22 paths here the, the lines connecting the spheres to the major arcana in tarot and each of the 10 sephirot correspond to the 10 um minor arcana cards and i'll go over uh that a little bit later but next we have uh yesod just above malkut there and yesod is associated with the with the moon 
And this fear has everything to do with uh, imagination, with a dream state. And um, some people call this the unconscious. So on the left side, we have Hod. And this Sephira is associated with Mercury. And Hod has everything to do with learning, the intellect, language. Uh, math is basically like the your left brain hemisphere. Everything to do with scholarship and technology. And this is also the external will to do things out in the real world. And this fear and uh, the next fear, Netza, both correspond with the solar plexus chakra. And Hod means splendor. Again, it has to do with, uh, with the will or courage and Hode represents the internal uh, qualities of willpower again which is courage so now let's move on to Netzach what's the name of these little nodes I'm sorry I don't know if you said it or not uh, uh, Sephirot the Sephirot right yeah yeah the Sephirot yeah the emanations of the of God basically um, so Netzach um, it's also called the uh, victory as the seventh uh, sphere and associated with, with Venus. And this sphere, so it, it is associated with emotions and anything to do with feelings and love and, and so on. And that's also related to the solar plexus chakra. This represents the will power to do, to do things. And the next sphere, number six, this is called Tiferet, and it's re related to the sun. And this is, as you can see, pretty much the center and directly connects to basically all the rest of the the Sephirot, except for Malkut, the, the last one on the bottom. And Tiferet is called the, the sphere of beauty and is uh, mostly associated with the Messiah figure, uh, associated with redemption, sacrifice, and all the things that uh, have to do with the sun. And in the Bible, it says, none come to the Father but through me. So we can see here, you have to go through Tefira to go to the crown, to, to Kether, to God, basically. So in order to, to go past to the higher Sephira, you have to go through through the sun. And this corresponds with the with the heart chakra. And next we have Gibura. And it is associated with the planet Mars. It's all about passion, anger, violence, uh, severity. And each Sephira, they have a negative and a positive aspect, uh, by the way. They're a duality in themselves. And also, I forgot to mention, everything I say here, don't believe me, do your own <laughs> research. The good old do look, your own research, huh? Yeah, look it up uh, yourself. <laughs> yeah, because there's so many different like versions yeah. of, of this being being thought. And I know some people are like, oh, this means this, blah, blah. It's just how they, they learn it. So I just had to, to mention that it's not set in stone. Um. But anyway, let's move on to uh, to Hased, 
which is sphere number four. And this sphere is associated with Jupiter and it can represent um, kindness, benevolence, and you can look at this representing all the, the qualities of a good father figure, if you, if you will. And next on the left side, we have uh, sphere number three, and this is associated with Saturn. And this sphere is called Bina. It's associated with uh, keeping things contained, it, it associated with limitation and, and so on. And Bina means understanding. Now the second sphere, we have uh, Chokmah. Now, some people attribute the whole zodiac to this sphere. And Hokma means wisdom, or what we do, we what we know or understand. So Bina and Hokma, they work, they work together. And the final sphere, this is Keter at the top, or the crown. And this is the, the first uh, Sephira. So everything emanates from, from this sphere all the way down to, to Malkut. And Keter, again, it's called the, the, the crown, and it is the, four, the first point of uh, non-duality. And this uh, Sephira is also a gateway to the beyond, if you, if you will, that we just uh, talked about. So Keter, sometimes it's called the hidden intelligence. And you can also call it God or the creator, whatever you, whatever you want. It's called a hidden intelligence because nobody really can attain its essence while in the, the physical body, at least. And Kether can only be experienced through the last two Sephiroth, the Hokmine and, and Bina. And everything you can think of can be categorized in those um, 10 spheres that we just um, talked about. And we can use this to understand how our own minds work. And Malkut is our, for example, everyday consciousness. And Yesod is the gateway to reach everything else. Since Yesod is really our uh, imagination. And through our imagination, we can reach everything else. Your imagination is pretty much um, endless. And we can access our feelings through the mind through the imagination we also have access to concepts and and so on and there is also a part called the abyss that is located uh before the last three sephirot let me see if i have a because because right now here. i've seen this diagram with a serpent in it and then yeah, you, I've seen I'll the, get to that too. <laughs> I've seen the diagram. So you have the 11 Sephiroth and then the 22 paths. So 11 plus 22 equals 33. And that's how you get the 33, the 33rd degree of the degree. Illuminati <laughs> confirmed. <laughs> I, can't, I can't talk yes. today, but you get the 33rd degrees. You have the 33rd, the 33 vertebrae in the spine. Jesus died yes. at the age of 33. Like yes, the, exactly. The human foot has 33 muscles, I believe it was. And then you have the 33rd enigma. It's also the 33 is also called the master number. Mm -hmm. And yeah, so you have the 11 plus the 22. But then I've also heard you say on one of your videos that that's wrong, that there's more than 10. Yeah, 
Uh, yeah, well, it's not really considered a a sephira, even if it's presented oh. on the on the image. Yeah, and also because the I, I believe it was the Zohar specifically said not to add or subtract uh, from the from the spheres. Mm. Yeah. Um, is a... is the Merkaba part of? Or do they use it in in Kabbalah with a Q? I have not uh, found anything, but it might be. I'm not because because there's so many different. <laughs> again, there's so many different um, like ways yeah. this is is taught. So maybe at more advanced like levels, but mm. honestly, this it, it's like a lifetime. You can spend like a lifetime studying this. Which some people do spend a lot. Yeah, time. yeah, yeah. Exactly. So you can see that here in the in the middle, and we also have the the chakras here. So because, and yeah, go on. Tell me if you're gonna cover this later on, and we won't cover it now. Mm -hmm. But the way, so we're in number ten, and we're at the yeah, bottom. we're right here at the bottom. That's materiality, and then the, the material plane. The mundus yeah. imaginalis, which is this inner, well, that's the intermediary world. So I'm not going to say that, but the imagination, the world of the imagination is number nine. And then through there, you're able to you have, enter yeah. these other sephiroths. All the rest. Yeah, correct. This okay. is your, your mind. That's why meditation is very important in, uh, in, in Kabbalah and every, like every magical like practice, basically it requires uh, meditation contemplation and, and and so on so yeah i found this photo here so you can see that it's just hidden there <laughs> but it's not an actual uh sphere again it's not an actual um sephira okay. now and again tell me if we're going to cover this later on but mm -hmm. the opposing tree because now i've heard i've also heard there's another tree the dark tree there's like yeah. a reflection of this the, tree. The, the clephotic, the clephotic <laughs> uh, tree. Yeah, the tree of that. Are we going to talk about that today or no? Um, I don't have it in my notes, but I can... Basically, if you work with the clephotic uh, tree of death... Of death? Um, yeah. Because oh, the opposite man. of the tree of life. <laughs> so that's all, all, all oh, the bad, dark shit. stuff is... yeah. Yeah, so you can use it for evil and and so on, and you can also use it to work uh, with your shadow, basically. But how do you spell it? Uh, I believe there's different ways, uh, but I think with the Q. Yeah, Q L I P H O T H. Well, yes, I mean, yeah. Say okay. All right, so it's almost. Essentially, it's kind of almost the same thing, but just upside down. Oh, wow. Okay. I see this here. Yeah. And you can probably see the spheres are attributed to different demons or, or whatever. Oh, yeah. 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 I see it here. Okay. Yeah. It's got a different. Yeah. Uh, is this? Wow. All right. Now continue. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. It, I wouldn't mess with that, honestly, especially if you don't, if you're not. I'm not going to be doing shit, bro. I'm just. Yeah, no, I'm just thinking like the the, the rest, <laughs> like the the viewers, don't 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 fuck with that. <laughs> yeah, especially if you're not versed in uh, in, in Kabbalah and so on. Maybe later mm -hmm. on, if you want to integrate that in your shadow work and and whatnot. But 
Have you done anything, not. bro? What what have you done as far as the practical? In in Kabbalah? With anything, with any magical practice. Oh, I did some chaos magic, some sigil magic, but that was about it. Okay. I didn't know much about it. I just yeah, I just wanted to see what <laughs> what what happens. It was kinda of dumb, but yeah. So the, did I am starting to practice a little more with uh <laughs> with Kabbalah and, and through meditation and and so on but mm -hmm. yeah interesting so did, did you did you, did you do anything research. did it happen um no i probably did a wrong thankfully or <laughs> yeah i don't know yeah you no, gotta practice that magical good. masturbation bro that's the that's the secret oh yeah to that's that's true yeah, i didn't know about that uh before so we have here it's in the book I've showed this book before. It's Jason Louvre. Let me find the name of it. Jason Louvre. John. familiar. Yeah. J John D and the Empire of Angels and Enochian magic and the occult roots of the modern world. And in this, he's got a he's got a chapter dedicated to Crowley and Nierberg crossing the Aethers, which I don't know if it's related to this, but you have the different mm -hmm. Aethers and he goes through all of them. He is that kind of the same thing? Well, there's 30 something aethers. Let me check how many there is. That could be there, the like the paths, the 33 paths. So there is 27 aethers at 29, 30. So it's kind of like a, a, a version He's going through mm -hmm. different paths, and I'd be interested to see. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised because, like I said, this is Kabbalah's connected to like basically <laughs> everything, so I wouldn't I, I wouldn't be surprised. But yeah, I'm not I'm not familiar with the ethers or uh, whatever they're they're called. Whoa. Okay. So I got some good material here. Charonzon mm -hmm. was actually. A demon that originated in the writing of the 16th century occultist Edward Kelly and John D. Okay, I saw they were the first people to talk about Tronzon, this demon of the abyss. In the 20th century, he became an important element within the mystical system of Thelema. So I see it's it's Thelemic, founded yeah, by Thelemic, yeah, Aleister Crowley, where he is the where he is the dweller of the abyss. So you showed us that tree there. Are there any entities that are associated with this tree other than obviously the dark oh. one? Oh yeah. Yeah, like Kabbalah goes very deep. So each sphere has his own, um, like archangel, mm. and and so on. So yeah, I wasn't going to cover it because I didn't know how much time will will take. It's very deep. It's just so much, so much stuff. So I have ADD, yeah. bro. I'm sorry. You, you Yo, no, me too. I I, I feel you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, each sphere has a uh, archangel, like different angels and attributes, and it's like uh, yeah, it's very. Uh, it gets very complex but yeah, i just wanted to show like the the basics for everyone that's not familiar but you can go very very deep with this and next what i want to say is that if you look at the tree of life you can see the the pillars again and if you if you uh, combine the two sides into one into the middle pillar you'll or correspond with the with the chakra system because you, you'll be left with the with seven sephirot 
as you can see here on the on, on the side if you leave out the world and how do you get seven so if you combine the the, the two sides so okay, example okay. I yeah you, I you, I eight you. and seven yeah I'm yeah, just looking so up they, different uh, versions of the tree life because the Robert Flood one has always stood out to me, and it's a weird, it's a weird yeah. interpretation of it. It's, it's very different than the one that we're looking at here now. Yeah, there's different, uh, there's different ones, and also the um, the two pillars can also be seen in the priestess uh, tarot card. In, in Freemasonry, those are the Yakin and Boaz uh, pillars, the pillar of severity on the, le on the left side and the pillar of uh, uh, mercy on the, on the right. That's the external male qualities of ourselves. And we have the lunar pillar on the left and the solar pillar on the, on the right. So again, our, those two pillars are simply dualistic aspects of the same uh, force. But again, we have a third pillar, which is in the, in the middle there. So that's the pillar of uh, mildness or the balance, basically. So what you want to do is work with um, those two pillars and balance them. So you have to balance your your female and male aspect of your of yourself and the uh, and the qualities you want to take the the middle path you don't want to be caught in any extreme you know with uh, with anything and uh, also kabbalah it's called the i mean the tree of life sometimes is called the ladder to god and um Again, this tradition is all about the the self, knowing yourself and the the universe. It has nothing to do with the, what's outside of us. Um, so is, if you is start, it a coincidence that there's ten sephirot and ten commandments? Because they're saying if you live yeah, the, by well, these, you yeah. Even though you said you can't achieve, was it Kether, the one at the top, the crown? Yeah. Yeah, well, at least while you're in the physical body. Okay. Well, yeah, I mean yeah. in the afterlife, yeah, I guess. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's just oh, I'm I'm trying to draw from the other cosmologies that I understand mm -hmm. and kind of I know it's different and that's the problem with mysticism and, and esotericism where there's so many and there's 44,000 something thousand denominations of Christianity. That's not the yeah. only religion. It's there's a, there, there's other denominations of other religions, so just they can't all come together as a collective and agree exactly on one thing because they get lost in the sauce when it comes to these intricate details. And that's, I believe that's also done by design because I always told myself I'm going to hell in somebody else's religion and they're going to hell in mine. <laughs> in yours, yeah. It cancels itself yeah. out. I, I think it cancels because yeah. there's no way. I mean, how, how do we know? How do we truly know that? And don't get me mm -hmm. wrong. I've seen people get healed. I've seen miracles, right? Because you're yeah. always going to get those people like, oh, well, God is real. He's That's fine. He's real to you. I believe there is a God. Now, I hate organized religion. I hate it. Oh, because, it's the, the worst. Because yeah. they, they keep um, all the esoteric knowledge yes. and teachings to themselves. And to the masses, they spew bullshit, the mm -hmm. exoteric stuff. 
so that they can be in uh, in control and you don't they don't want you to know those um those teachings right mm -hmm. so anyway so you, you start again you start in malkut you start with with base consciousness and your goal is to get to try to reach uh kether or the highest consciousness you can you can achieve so we go from the base chakra to the crown chakra it is the same goal the same teachings but in a in, in a different way like a different system so they both have the same the same goal and malkut corresponds with the base chakra it corresponds with ego identification it is rooting oneself into the material world it's all about instinct uh survival this is like the the fight or flight uh aspect so if you remain in malkut you basically are in hell <laughs> kind of if you're ruled by your instincts and by by materialism and and so on and also this is the lowest of the four worlds in kabbalah which i'll, I'll get to you can see there on the, on the side on the right side and this uh this lowest world is known as Asiya, the material world. And Malkut is the only Sephra in this lower, lowest world. So in reality, we're all here in, in Malkut, basically in, in hell. <laughs> and the idea is to transcend this, this place. You do this by working with your, with your consciousness and building up a higher level of awareness so that you stop identifying yourself with this uh, material realm and when i was on, uh, on my crazy mushroom trip when i looked down at my at my legs and like feet it felt weird having a a, a body it was very <laughs> it was very weird so at that moment i it just just this thought came into my head like i'm not the body this is something something else like a homunculus if you will <laughs> in this in, in, in this body this meat suit so e even though we exist on this realm we are not of it so jesus said be in the world but not uh of it if you're familiar with the with the saying right yeah i am i am yeah so now the first step how do we get out of the slowest uh place how do we get out of the the basement if you will so the first step is to to make make your way up to make your way out of this lowest world by working with uh, yasod again which is above malkut and there are lots of different meditations you can do to work on the on the sphere of yasod there are solomonic practices that deal with the power of yasod you need to incorporate meditation into your daily life in order to to work with yasod and this is the raja yoga practice any magician needs to be able to focus to meditate in order to achieve anything in their practice like i said before and yasod corresponds with the sacral chakra and this has to do with uh, with desire the desire to work on oneself and to improve oneself and desire to begin the transcendence to break free from uh, from base consciousness or lead consciousness like in in alchemy so and now we're getting into spiritual alchemy right? 
Yeah, so lead represents this Malkut base consciousness and we need to turn it into gold or gold consciousness. So you want to uh, you have to want to improve. This is the first step towards anything in reality. You have to have a desire for for truth and higher knowledge. If you don't have the desire, you you're you're stuck. Basically, you're stuck in hell. You, you can look at um, Yesod as the beginning or the initiation, right? And now remember that Malkut is the the sphere number 10 and Kether is sphere number number one so if you do some gematria reduction if you add the the numbers together until you get a single digit you get one so you you, you get back to one because Kabbalah is a tradition that is based on uh, fundamental unity so you start at one at Kether you know going all the way down and then you go back to one and this is the creator the the monad or the one consciousness separating itself into the the physical world by taking the the journey back again into oneness and this uh, again i realized during my my psychedelic trip that we are part of the one <laughs> you know we're just aspects of the of the one uh, consciousness and when we die maybe you go back to to the source so this is the cyclical journey the breathing in and breathing out of of, of god the journey of the soul if you will and many traditions talk about talk about this so again the the number of malkut it's 10 so we have we have the the phallus and the egg the male and female so we need to balance those out we get those two in unity in <clears throat> um you're back at the at the crown right you're back at at, at Kether, at the godhead and again this i maybe this is what happens when you when you die we you're united again with the with the one consciousness we're just small parts of this uh one consciousness experiencing life through different bodies and different people and when we die, we return back to to the source. What if nothing happens, bro? What do you think about that? What if it's just all bullshit? Like when you die, then we got it. trolled. <laughs> just the biggest troll in the world. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like there's nothing. Like literally nothing. You don't come back as like a cricket somewhere, or as as a as a there's caterpillar. Like yeah. can you what imagine if reincarnation <laughs> is a real thing, and yeah. you come back as a as a dragonfly or something stupid, do you think that you would be screaming? Imagine how many dragonflies or ladybugs are screaming inside right now because that was a person in oh, some yeah. past life. Like, Aah! and they're just like, <laughs> you look on the outside, just ladybugs, bro. <laughs> oh, yeah. Or you just hit them with your car. <laughs> just scrape them off your windshield, all these people. <laughs> I don't know, bro. I, I, that's something I thought about because my dad had a heart attack and he Ooh. was out four times. Holy and, crap. And when four. I asked, yeah, four times, like dead, dead. He was dead. He was gone. And when I asked him, he's like, nothing. I didn't remember anything, bro. I'm like, damn. I remember nothing. 
Whatever you live four different lifetimes just came back into this body, like got zapped back into this body. Cut zapped back. We'd never know. Like Salvia, there's people with stories of people who live entire lifetimes on oh, Salvia. Yeah, I did Salvia. It's the scariest freaking thing. Yeah, Thomas ever. has been trying to make me take it, but I told him no. Oh, dude, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> At least try it once just to see what's it no, like. like. It, it smoked a bowl and it just, I just took like one hit and my ears like started ringing. Oh, you've done it? Yeah, yeah, I've done it one one time, but I, it wasn't bitch. like, yeah, <laughs> it wasn't in, enough for like a, like a full trip. Mm-hmm. It was just very anxiety ridden, basically. So it just felt like I was like zooming out of my body in a in a way. I think it was like right there at the at the tip mm-hmm. of it. But yeah, as soon as I took like two hits, my ears started. Um, ringing pretty loud and just felt myself like zooming out of my my body and like time slowed down and i never touched it again <laughs> wow That's yeah super. it was pretty scary but yeah that was only one time um so let's continue here so if you so so the point is to to balance out those uh the, the pillars of severity and the pillars of mercy and work with the middle pillar we need to balance out the left brain and the right brain uh, hemispheres, and this is the the trinity. We need a, a a balance. We need to balance out our thoughts, our emotions, and our actions. We need to become a person that, as we think, so we feel, so we act. So all the spheres and the pillars are part of you and part of me. If you ignore one of the of the pillars you are not in balance anymore. You are in this balance and you're um, not a balanced individual and you're not whole. And Carl Jung said that uh, every aspect of ourself that is ignored will eventually blow up in an unhealthy way, right? So we need to work with the light side and the dark side with uh, <laughs> with ourselves. Yeah, um, and it's... it's you would think it's a common sense thing. And that's oh, why yeah. I believe that religion is a powerful tool. It serves its purpose because it keeps people grounded. All the esoteric and occult aside, right? All that bullshit aside, mm-hmm. the fundamentals of it are what keep people grounded. They keep people in this space, yeah. right? He- healthy and a healthy kind of sort of because you can... Again, if you go too much to the left, it's a problem. You go too much to the right, it's a problem. You gotta keep a balance. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You have to, you have to uh, keep it balanced in moderation, sure. which is what the Pythagoreans, because this is very Pythagorean. You have the one, which is the monad, and then all the way out through eleven, twelve, right? It all goes back down to the single digits, and they they practice what moderation. That's what they were all about. You know, everything in moderation. So I think life itself is. And if you do too much research, you neglect something else. So there's always got to be that that balance. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, of course. So yeah, I, same thing happened uh, to me. I had to. I, I'm like very creative. I play a lot of uh, music. I make music. Um, I used to paint and, and and so on. So I had a lot of creativity, but I needed to to balance it out. And I started doing um, MMA just to get the like the male <laughs> mm-hmm. energy out there and help uh, 
help to balance my myself yeah yeah and uh we're gonna talk about uh, pythagoras for a little bit here <laughs> and the uh, tetractus or however you yeah you say, you say this <laughs> so this this is um this is a, a history of life in a in a way right so picture this a a tree um so magnificent that it represents the the secrets of the universe zoom in on that bro please and uh yeah there you go there we go oh Oops. it went away yeah there you go perfect and um so this this holds the the secrets of the universe and not just the secrets but um those of the pythagorean uh tractus it's like the kardashians of the mystical world but with actual substance so this tree right here has 10 points arranged into four shapes so it has a point at the top a line a plane or a triangle and then a solid the tetrahedron and um we also have if you can you can also combine this with the with the egyptian uh, ankh which means life and uh, that's also the the symbol of uh, venus the goddess of love so a, a pythagoras may have um, seen the upper sphere above saturn and um sorry so so pythagoras may have seen the the upper sphere above saturn as the that of a fixed star but mm -hmm. in kabbalah it it represents the the zodiac so the the tetractus is a sacred and mystical symbol that represents the fundamental principles of of reality just like the the tree of life so each row of the tetractus has its own significance the the first row represents the the monad again the source of everything and you you have there the the second row the dyad or the principle of duality and the third row represents the the triad or the threefold um, nature of reality which includes the creation preservation and destruction and finally the the fourth row of the of the tetrad the the four elements of the natural world air uh, earth air fire and uh, and water and do you have the traditional to track this so people know what we're talking about because the one that you, you've broken it down there in, mm -hmm. in the tree of life way but the original one is in the form of the 10 the, the triangle the, the right? dot, yeah with the dots yeah i don't have it in here maybe you can uh yeah i'll pull it up here just so people can up, understand yeah. it because that's not the traditional one mm -hmm. that the, the yeah no this is broken uh broken it's broken down. down which is a little bit more more esoteric so that's more yeah. advanced stuff but the original let me pull it up here the original one there's so many different anyways let me pull up my screen real quick just so people understand this of course good point so this is the original to track this how it's how Pytha the pythagoreans looked at it but you're also obviously because i've seen that too but again it's in a different mm -hmm. form and it all goes back to right monad duad triad yeah. and the tetrahedron which it's all about how you're saying it. that's why it goes back to the platonic solids where mm -hmm. i believe it's a manifestation of reality and 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 yeah. not just in a mental way it's in a physical way which is that's why i believe 
that Descartes and all of them were onto something much more occult because it's a way of manifestation, a way of manifestation into this realm, into the, the, mm-hmm. the what is it, the Malkuth, into the, into Malkuth, the yeah. you know, bring it, drawing it down from the ether, from the top down. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah. Or from the other like sources be- below that, even there's mm-hmm. so much. It's like a different universe, basically. And I've thought about doing because yeah. th- this is a whole other video on itself. The tr- the to practice because I've studied mm-hmm. Iamblichus and you have Pythagoras. I've studied the Pythagoreans in depth, and mm-hmm. at the, somebody left a a comment the other day. They were like, "Listen, I don't want you to lose." Your, it was like something along the lines, "I don't want you to lose your marbles, but I'm gonna go ahead and say it." Pythagoras might have not existed. And I was like, (gasps) no. (laughs) Oh my God. I didn't know he didn't exist, bro. Like, you're not not telling me anything. Like we know dog. Like we know that he might've been a made up person, but we can Mm -hmm. say that about history. So yeah, Socrates and Plato and Aristotle and all these great minds. They were probably made up. Who knows? Yeah. And I also heard, um, that the, was it like the 40, they weren't supposed to talk for five 40, years. Five years. Yeah, it fucking sucks, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and some people say that um, has to do with abstinence from from sex instead of not not talking. It was like uh, a hidden hidden stuff. Yeah, you can't Keep eat beans, in bro. The, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so the tetractus is a symbol of of is of great power and it's very important. Mm-hmm. It represents the harmonious order of the of the cosmos. So it is a symbol of the mathematical principles that underline the the universe, and it was believed to hold a key to understanding the mysteries of the universe, just like the the tree of life, right? Mm-hmm. So the, the split from the monad is sometimes referred to as the dyad, which represents the principle of duality and the separation of opposites. It's from the split, Pythagoras believed that all things in the universe were created and that everything has its opposite or uh, counterparts. So, for example, light, dark, hot, cold, male, female, you, uh, you, you get it. And he, he believed that the split was a necessary step in the process of creation as it allowed for the formation of distinct entities and and diversity of the the, the universe and how however they also believe that the ultimate goal of existence was to achieve a state of unity with with the monad once again through the process of uh, enlightenment and uh, purification and one thing i love about the pythagorean system is that yeah. how you have it there? How it it build it literally builds reality. So when yeah. you, when you have the triad plus a monad, you get mm-hmm. materiality. You get four. You get the yeah. cube, and that's why a cross is a cube unfolded. And Christ was crucified on the cross because the cross represents materiality. And then you add on top of that, so it's like this system where they're literally putting together mathematically. And also part of uh, Kabbalah is the relationship of numbers with words as well, right? Gematria as well? Yeah, Gematria, yeah. Which, I'm going to use Crowley as an example. Abracadabra, he changed it to Abrahadabra to equal a certain number 
mathematically mm. because the numbers also are part of reality. And one thing that I was reading last night, I was reading some stuff on John D. And one of the crazy things was that the angels or whatever these things were on the other side of aliens, bro. No, no, for real. Like, I think that they were <laughs> yeah. so, some of the descriptions are alien, bro. Like they're they're they are like the typical, you know, rays or whatever. Yeah. No, no. Have you heard of uh, the Pleiadians? I believe that's how you say it. Oh, Ple the Pleiadians. Yeah, yeah. So it's like that, and then also, have you ever heard of like the Ashtar Galactic Command and the Light Council? Yeah. A lot yeah, of the descriptions that, that they have in this, in his journals, his his mystical journals, five of them, it matches. They it matches that that Nordic type of alien feel. But then there is also ones that like it was this giant being with eyes of fire and a head made out of light and he had wings and he had a long ass sword and a stick on the other. So it was like you had entities that looked a certain way. And then some were geometric too. There was this one mm. that, like, that looked like a cone. And, but to my point that some of the, the entities on this other side, very Lovecraftian in a way were also oh, yeah. pointing out and bringing forth mathematical looking mm. and, and numbers and, and G, geometric looking patterns and, and if you look at the enochian system it's very cryptic looking almost like a programming language yeah yeah in exactly a way. so yeah. my point with that being that mathematics perhaps is this way of communicating with the other side and that's why a lot of these people who invented technology were mystics the guy who in, who invented the computer charles babbage oh, yeah. was yeah. trying to summon the devil you had you had Leibniz that tried to the the guy of binary code obsessed with Descartes' work and wanting to monadology, taking God and making and breaking God down into a physical substance. <laughs> yeah, they all they're they're all into into this. Like they all they all know. So that's why I want that's why I always tell people like everyone should know about the the occult and and how it works and, and, and so on. So it won't get used um, against you, right? So I wanted to even out the, the playing field basically with with my uh, with my channel mm -hmm. and just introduce people to those uh, esoteric teachings and ideas and, and, and so on because, you know, I, di I didn't really need to, to do this. <laughs> this, uh, this channel kind of like just one day I kind of just had, I need to... Now that I know what I know, and of course I don't know everything, but with all this this stuff, I know I have to put it out there for others to to learn and and, and be aware of to even out this uh, this playing field, right? Um, yeah, I don't want. Anyway, I know one thing for my sure. Rambling. <laughs> yeah, go one, on. One thing I know for sure is that I don't know shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm still learning, but that doesn't. That doesn't mean uh, I can like uh, teach other people mm -hmm. as well. So let's move on with the with the unk and the the tree of life. So Zoom the unk is bro. like the oh yeah. There you go. How's okay. that? Yeah, it's okay. Daddy's got you. It's all right. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> so the the unk is like the OG symbol of the ancient Egyptians, right? It's uh, all about life and uh, energy. It looks like a cross with a loop at the top. 
and it was uh, super important to uh, to the Egyptians. They put in, in all kinds of arts and reliefs and uh, hieroglyphs. And the Tree of Life is another symbol that's all about life and growth, but it comes from the the Kabbalistic tradition. It's a uh, yeah. Did we lose you, bro? It, there you go. All good. Yeah, and I agree. You kind of broke out there. You said it oh, represents okay. the, uh, and then, um, where did it leave off? Oh, yeah, it represents um, life and growth, and um, it's like a map of the the soul's journey from the divine down to to earth and and back again. And the Ankh of the and the Tree of Life are similar because they both represent the idea of life force that connects everything. To the to the divine, they also both represent uh, balance and harmony. And the tree of life has a masculine and feminine energies on both sides, like we discussed. And the middle pillar, which is the balance between them, and uh, the ankh has a loop at the top that represents the union of opposites, and a cross that represents the the four elements and uh, directions. And finally, both those symbols are associated with spiritual initiations and transformation. And the tree of life uh, represents different stages of spiritual growth. And the ankh was given to initiate as a as a symbol of their new of their new status. Um, let's see, what should we talk about next? Let's do the the four. Uh, the four worlds of uh, of Kabbalah. Mm -hmm. I just wanted to to show and... you how everything's connected to to Kabbalah in, in some some way, shape, or form. So similar to Gnosticism, where you have you had the three upper layers. You had right in Gnosticism, it's the father mm -hmm. thinking, the mother thought. And yep. then the child thinking a thought of itself thinking and or you have the one and mm -hmm. stop me if we're not there yet. But is there there was an androgynous being on on the top, right? Like on the upper eons, the the. In uh, the it, yeah, it's unity. Yeah. So it, it's the balanced uh, like aspect. You just so said admin con or something. What's his name? Oh, at, uh, Adam Cadman. That's that, another the name. Yeah. The is that part of this? Uh, not on my presentation, but yeah, you can fit that into into okay. Kabbalah as well. Like I said, like any like everything you can think of, it can be uh connected in some uh some way. But yeah, mm -hmm. that's his the unity, like the the united version, basically mm -hmm. of the male and female aspect, like the the child, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, the homunculus. Right? Yeah, the homunculus. <laughs> pretty, pretty much, he <laughs> makes his way again into yeah. every episode. <laughs> every fucking episode now. Yeah. Why not? So let's talk about the four worlds a little bit of the of the tree of life. So the tree of life can be uh, divided into four parts, and the most abstract part of this um is made up from Kether, Bina and Hokma, that triangle at the at the top. And it's also called the supernal triangle. Um and some people say that 
Kether is separate altogether, but some will include Kether with Hokmai and Bina to form the the world of uh, Atsilut. That's the that's the name of it. It can be called the world of uh, emanations, and the element of fire can be attributed to this uh, uh, world, and also Yod. From the tetragrammaton is attributed to this uh, to to this world as you can see there at the top the yod hev vav he the name of God. Um, so the next world is called Bria and it's made up from Geburah, Hesed, and Tiferet, and the element of water is attributed to 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 this world, and it's called the can be called the emotional world or the creative world and uh, he is attributed to this this world and next we have uh, Yetzira the formative world or the mental plane and is made up from uh, Hod, Netzach and Yesod and the element of air is attributed to to this and also the the Vav from the tetragrammaton and the last world is Asiya and it is made up from only Malkut and Asiya of course is the physical world the material plane and the element of earth is attributed to to this world and also the last He from the tetragrammaton so you have the Yod He Vav He those are the full four Kabbalistic uh, worlds and the whole thing is uh, is fractal there is a tree of life in each of the four uh, worlds those are just uh, conceptual maps and diagrams and are often confused for uh, for real uh, things there's also four different uh, worlds in each of the of the sephirot in each of the spheres so, there, for example, there's an entire tree of life in 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 Bina. This might be confusing what? <laughs> to some. Yeah, it's 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 fractal uh, basically. Wow, it's a little okay. bit of a mind fuck. So, like I said, it, it goes deep. So every yeah. Sephiroth has within itself another tree. It's part yeah. of another tree. But does it become the base of that tree? It can be. Yeah, it, it can be that too. So everything encompasses everything. So everything is part fuck? of everything. <laughs> so it's like a fractal, like a, like the universe, basically. Just when, above, I, th so, just when so I thought below. I was under understanding it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so if you know how the above world works, you know how the below uh, uh -huh. one, one, one works. So also the four worlds can... Uh, correspond to the four suits of uh, of tarot so absolute is represented by by fire by the wands bria by water or by the cups yetzira air it's represented by the swords and asia by the pentacles so just to fuck around Mm -hmm. and, and like I said, I thought I was like, oh, I'm getting a, I'm getting a handle on <laughs> this, right? Ready. <laughs> I'm getting, and then you just like throw a wrench into the whole mix. But this yeah. this diagram here made me think of you know, go go Power Rangers, and oh yeah, exactly. Yeah. Power Rangers is pretty Jewish. Like it's it was it was 
the Saban, Saban Entertainment was helmed by Israel Americans, so it was like by huh. Jewish people. And if you really no look idea. at the, at the, you know, their setup, their colors, and all this, it's kind of, yeah, Kabbalistic in a way, right? I mean, because the yeah, tree also, yeah, you haven't talked about it, but every single Sephirah has a different color. Yeah, yeah. There's also different uh, colors associated with the, uh, with them. So interesting. I was just like, go, go, yeah. when it comes together. Because I've always, when I was growing up, you know, I, I always heard Jehovah. And I never really knew what it was until I started to learn about esotericism and all these other things. And it's mm -hmm. attributed to something completely different. And it comes from, you know, the system where you quite literally, it's, it's, it's the right the the unspeakable name of whatever of, God. of yeah. God whatever that is and then it's that diagram you could pull it up again the one that you just had up mm -hmm. the the if you notice the progression of the different because once it comes together the tetragrammaton when it comes together it for it what he formed the world out of this this yeah so exactly. you see here. Archety yeah. yeah, archetypal, creative, formative, and then manifest the four back again to yeah. the cube, which is yep. materiality. And earth, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So there you yeah. go. Interesting, interesting connections. Yeah. I never thought I'd be saying Jewish Power Rangers. So <laughs> Jewish Power Rangers, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Um so we can talk a little bit of um uh, about tarot. And how it is associated with the with the tree of life, and we can think of the tarot cards as a relationship between aspects of the tree of life. So we have the four worlds again: the earth, air, water, and fire. And this is related to the four worlds of the Kabbalistic tree: Asiya, Yetzira, Bria, and the Absolute. And like we said, Earth represents the, the pentacles and materialism. Air is the sword and intellectual world. Water is represented by the cups. It's the emotional plane and fire by the by the wands. And um, the trump cards, those represent the 22 paths of the, of the tree. So a path is the relationship between two different sephirot. Let's take the full card, for example. This is uh, representative of the first uh, path of the Tree of Life. The full represents the, the soul's journey through all the planes and the, the worlds. So the journey from um, Kether and from the No Thing, where it all begins and, and ends. And this is why this card, it's uh, zero, basically the, the cosmic egg. It represents uh, infinity, the beginning and the end, and so on. The source of all consciousness, the unified field. It is a, a, a journey and not a, a destination. So we can look at the the light of um, of Keter, the soul or God consciousness, making its way down to the physical plane, and this is the the first step, basically, and the the first path. We can also take, for example, the the pentacle cards, <clears throat> and uh, that represents Earth or the the world of uh, Asia. We can assign the first pentacle to Kether, so 
we have um we, we have Kether of Asia. Two of Pentacles is the Hokma of Asia. And three of Pentacles is the the Bina of um, Asia and, and and so on until you get to ten. The ten of pentacles and that's of course uh, Malkut. Interesting. Uh, yeah, yeah so you can do that with all the cards basically. I had never yeah. seen this before, dude. And I and I know that it's got the letters on the cards, but I never mm -hmm. visually this is awesome because Yeah. <laughs> I always wondered right, they they've always talked about the full card mm -hmm. looking into the abyss, right? Looking yeah. into the beyond. Well the beyond is literally beyond he's looking at beyond, yeah <laughs> yeah exactly wow yeah and what about the 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 chord cards and we can look at the core cards um and those can be the they are the relationship between the the worlds so page of pentacles for example is um uh, earth earth of the earth and uh, knight of pentacles is air or the air of earth and the the queen is water or the water of earth and the king is fire or the fire of of earth now we can talk a little bit about the major arcana so i'm I'm pulling out my 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 newest tarot deck which i got oh yeah i, I saw that in your <laughs> oh yeah well I yeah, yeah people haven't seen that yet but the 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 prs Oh, it's not going to focus, but yeah, anyways. Oh, the there P we go. Yeah, the PRS, because I don't have it on autofocus anymore, but I'm trying to, which is, is there a zero card? No, right? Zero, Uh, that's the full. Oh, it is the full, right? Yeah. yeah. So, okay, yeah, I got it mixed up. Yeah, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, I got it. So the full is zero. And then. Yeah. That's uh, the path from Kether to, to Hokma. Yeah, you can't really see it. But anyways, if I was on autofocus, you could see it, but interesting okay yeah and um yeah i just wanted to touch a little bit on the on the on the tarot and how it's related because it's very very interesting um you can also do give like, these cards a good sniff bro oh yeah <laughs> nice <laughs> what does it smell like it smells amazing i don't know it smells like knowledge yeah, like, like like wisdom the smell of knowledge <laughs> <laughs> sorry bro i didn't mean to distract no, you it's okay it's okay i'm, I'm an idiot i'm, I'm having fun with uh with, with with this so i want to talk about oh yeah, yeah go, go on go. no no go ahead i wanted to talk about next about uh more of a practical um side of this and that's a, a path working and to start um, working with the with the paths of the tree of life, it is important to have the basic understanding of the Sephiroth and their corresponding attributes. That's why I did this uh, first. So one can start by meditating on each Sephiroth and contemplating its its qualities and how they relate to one's own uh, life and spiritual uh, journey, and. There's so many attributes and so on. I only gave like a brief example because I could spend probably like an hour just naming attributes for each Sephira. So that's why I said study 
this on your own for extra knowledge and, and so on. So once you have a basic understanding of the of the Sephiroth, you can begin to work with the with the paths that uh, that connect them. So each path has its own corresponding tarot card, uh, Hebrew letter, and astrological uh, sign. And Lux, how is this dangerous? Because I've heard the new age girls talking about, you know, the ones on TikTok. I'm a shadow worker. And I <laughs> the work ones with, with the a dog collar? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they call themselves Satanists or whatever. Yeah, like yeah, I do shadow work and I'm like, what do you what do you mean? Is this a dangerous thing to do when you're would this be the crossing of the abysses or is that different? Uh that'll be a little different because first of all you're working with the with the tree of life. It's not it's not gonna be the the clipotic tree, so maybe some people might be uh if they're like very uh, unbalanced in one aspect uh, may potentially that can be dangerous but I don't think so uh, but any anything could happen but I, I don't think um, it, like it's gonna mess everyone up <laughs> that works with this I, I think uh, maybe on the the, the tree of, of death maybe that one might be more dangerous for, for more people but yeah, working with those with with those paths. If you if you know what you're doing, and if you did your your research and know about every uh, Sephira and, and and things like that, the chances are very very small for something to uh, to to go wrong, because first you just have to meditate on those, right? So you're not gonna start using this in a ceremonial like magic invocation and, and so on right off the bat right so but yeah still do it with with uh with, with caution so working with the paths typically involves meditation visualization and, and contemplation and one can start by meditating on the corresponding tarot cards visualizing oneself walk walking along the the path and contemplating on the qualities and the the lessons that uh, the path represents, and and this can be a profound trans uh, transformative uh, practice that can deepen one's understanding of themselves in the in the universe. And it is important to note that working with the paths of the tree of life is is it can be very complex, as you as you've noticed. <laughs> Like right when you thought you you got it, there's there there's something. So, yeah, maybe someone can find a teacher or a guide who is more experienced with the Kabbalistic tradition to make sure that your approach is um, is safe and even even effective. You know, um, and I'm gonna give a few examples of uh, of some paths and how to how you can work with them. So the path, the path of Gimel or the, the moon and this path connects the Sephira of Tiferet or beauty to uh, Kether or the, the crown and it represents the journey from the personal to transpersonal and to work with this path, one can 
meditate again on the qualities of the of the moon such as intuition emotion receptivity and while visualizing themselves moving up the the, the path towards the transcendent realm of uh, of, of kether also the the path of tav or saturn this path connects the sephira of yesod or foundation to malkut uh, kingdom and this represents the journey from the material to the spiritual and to work with this path again you can meditate on the qualities of saturn such as the discipline structure perseverance while visualizing yourself moving up the the, the path right and um, to start working with the with the paths of the, the tree of life it's important to have uh, again a strong foundation and the basics of uh, kabbalistic philosophy and, uh, and and symbolism i can give you um a little more of a deeper um example into one of the paths from uh, gebura to to tiferet also known as the path of severity or the path of strength. So this path, it's all about going from the realm of Gebura, which is all about judgment and justice, and uh, to the land of uh, Tiferet, which is all about beauty, balance, and, and harmony. And to get started on this path, you might want to sit back, relax, and, and meditate on what makes Gebura and Tiferet a tick. So think about how discipline and tough love can actually lead to a more balanced balanced and, and, and peaceful life right and while you're at it think about how getting your act together can lead to a beautiful inner glow that shines through everything that you you do and there's also the the symbolism associated to to this path and the tarot card for this path is the tower that represents tearing down the old structure and unleashing a bunch of raw energy. And you can meditate on this card and think about how to use that that power for, for good, right? And if you're a little extra curious, you can also explore. Sorry about that. Fucking also... scared me, bro. <laughs> yeah, I know. Me too. I jumped. <laughs> <laughs> like I might have summoned something. Um, so you can also. One sec. all good that's your familiar right bro that's true uh so if you're feeling extra curious you can also explore all the stuff that corresponds to the path like the hebrew letter uh gimel i don't know if i say it right or the astrological sign of uh, mars and the sun mm. for gebra and, and tiferet and the uh, alchemical processes of uh, calcination and sublimation again the gebra and, and and tiferet and working with the with the path of the tree of life is definitely a journey uh, it takes a long a lot of time and effort to to study but delving into those paths and their associations again you can gain some serious deep insights about yourself and the the world you you live in and plus, it's just I don't know. To me, at least, it's it's cool to know um, all all those things. And 
something that you asked me before that that snake uh path let me see if i can find and the i've heard people here. use the the tarot as because part of hermeticism mm -hmm. is, it's very visual right it's, yeah, and, yeah. And, when, and when i say visual i mean the art like actual art yeah, because right? yeah, the symbolism because the actual art was used as a made it uh, made, made of. Look at me, I can't fucking talk today. Me <laughs> meditative mm -hmm. device where they would meditate on this image and go into that image and do what they needed to do with it. And I've mm -hmm. heard people using the tarot for that. And yeah, now yeah, you, you can use that for that too. Yeah, you're you're you go into that card or whatever it is, and then you do whatever you need to do. It's almost like a mind palace on its own. That one card. Oh alone. yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You can daydream, basically yourself into into mm -hmm. there. Mm -hmm. So let's talk a little bit about the the two distinct paths you can take on the on the tree of life. So let let me break down this for uh, for your non fancy words so the the path of the serpent it's all about transformation it's like shredding your old skin and becoming a a new and improved version of yourself so this path is associated with the with the serpent or the the snake which is um, sometimes seen as a symbol of rebirth or or renewal right so the path of the serpent sometimes called the hidden path because it's um, not one of the traditional paths of the tree of life, but rather a secret path that runs behind the tree that is said to represent a deeper level of spiritual awakening and transformation that the traditional paths, uh, than the traditional paths, sorry, and is sometimes associated with the Kundalini energy in the Eastern spiritual traditions, right? So basically, the path of the serpent involves working with the kundalini energy, which is sometimes depicted as a coiled serpent at the, the base of your spine, at, at Malkut, if you will, or a sacral, at the, the root chakra. So as you awaken sack. this... Right. Yeah, the, the, the sack. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so as you awaken this energy and guide it up through your, your chakras you experience a radical transformation and and become more in tune with uh, with your higher self um do you have any questions about this while i find the, the next image do you believe Did in you that is that a snake? shortcut bro do you believe in that shit cuz i've heard people talking about like they swear by that the kundalini like i woke my kundalini and I jizzed everywhere, and they're just like crazy about it. Like they, they, they're hardcore about that. Do you, do you believe in that or what? Um, if I believe in that being a a thing or a uh, shortcut, like well, both. Is it a shortcut? Because it looks like a shortcut. Because you just cut right through the whole tree and you just oh, I'm enlightened now. I don't think that's good either, right? Yeah. Uh, depends on the on on the person, I I guess. I haven't had any kundalini uh, stuff, but the the path of the, of the serpent is actually a more. Um, I think you're thinking of like spontaneous kundalini awakening, right? 
Because yeah, sometimes the, that, the, the yeah, people sometimes who are like that can happen. Yeah, I can sometimes awaken. Like randomly. Yeah, yeah, I can awaken your Kundalini for you, and we're like, probably just <laughs> hey, trying bro. to fuck you or something. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. So sometimes that happens uh, like spontaneously for people, but mm-hmm. sometimes they they like to uh, work on that for like i don't know like months and then they see the benefits so again it depends on the on the person so, so for some people it might be um like like a shock like like you said maybe they think they're they're crazy or 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 something they don't really know what's what's going on so there's also um the the the, the second path now this is the lightning path it's this one's a little bit more more intense so this part this path it's all about the the sudden enlightenment and it is associated with the with the flash or or uh, the insight or like in my mushroom trip right it just came out of nowhere i just got that knowledge out of uh, out of nowhere without uh, hearing about it uh before it's like an epiphany out of nowhere right so this is like a bolt of lightning hitting you and illuminating everything uh, around you. And in terms of, of uh, differences, the path of the serpent is actually more gradual and involves a step-by-step process of transformation, while the lightning path, it's usually more sudden and in, involves a quick jolt of realization. But ultimately, both uh, paths uh, lead to spiritual growth and enlightenment. So whatever you prefer to slither up your um, the the path of the serpent or get zapped by the lighting path, uh, you, you can do both to become the, the best version of yourself, basically. Interesting. So there's yeah. different combinations you can take as well. Yeah, bro, it is. Yeah, it's very deep. <laughs> There's so much uh, things Whoa. to to this. Yeah, and also okay. this is an know, introduction anyway, so it's it's good. Yeah, but I'm yeah. having a more understanding of it. But yeah, it's pretty wild. Mm-hmm. And uh, I want to talk about Freemasonry as well and, and Kabbalah. I thought that that's pretty pretty cool. So uh, both traditions share a focus on symbolism and ritual. And of course, the pursuit of spiritual uh, knowledge. And for example, the Tree of Life is a cent- it is the central symbol of Kabbalah, and it has been incorporated into uh, Masonic symbolism in, in in some ways. So the the, the ten uh, Sephirot of the Tree of Life have been linked to the ten degrees of the Scottish Rite of the the branch of the freemasonry with each degree representing a step on the spiritual path of uh, evolution also some of the symbols used in freemasonry such as the the square in the in the compass uh, so the square can represent uh, earthly stability and practicality and is associated with uh, with malkut or the on, on a tree of life while the compass is uh, represented as um, spiritual aspirations and higher higher truths and it's linked to the sphere of uh, of kether or your your higher consciousness your lower and your the, the highest consciousness and also many 
Masonic rituals and ceremonies involve the use of uh, Kabbalistic concepts and, and, and symbols. And in the initiation ceremony for the Scottish Rite, that involves the use of the Kabbalistic Tree of Life as a framework for understanding the journey of the initiates. And in fact, the Scottish Rite has its own system of Kabbalistic study, which is known as the Kabbalah of the Scottish Rite. And the Scottish Rite, um, Kabbalah is based on the Tree of Life, of course, which is the, the, the center of the Kabbalistic uh, thought. And members of the Scottish Rite study the various uh, paths and, and the Sephiroth of the Tree of Life and use this knowledge to guide their spiritual growth and, and development. And um, they also have this idea of the lost word. And according to the to their lore, the true name of the the true name of God was lost during the building of the Solomon's temple, and Power the Mabiv. quest to got killed. Yeah, and shit, right? yeah, yeah, and the quest to to recover this lost word is the central focus of, of the Scottish Rite. A ritual and, uh, and and symbolism, and Solomon's temple. It's it's you, it's you, bro. <laughs> it mm. is uh, us, because you have Sol, Sun, mm -hmm. O, Mon, Moon, Sun, and, and Moon. Our the two aspects of of ourselves, right? So, in, in addition, the Scottish Rite incorporates a lot of. Um, Symbols from uh, Hermeticism, alchemy, and other Western esoteric um, traditions. And um, I think that's uh, to, to ended with, unless you have questions or if you want to save them for, for the end. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I have a question. So I mean, we can save it for the end. You can conclude and then I'll ask you these mm -hmm. hypothetical questions. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I also forgot to mention that uh, the Scottish Rite teaches various forms of Kabbalistic meditations and visualization uh, techniques. And those are designed to help the initiate to develop their understanding of the Kabbalistic concepts and uh, and help them connect with the, the divine. So I just wanted to show how it's connected to literally everything. Kabbalah is connected to Freemasonry, to to the chakras even like literally everything so kabbalah is basically like a, a a glue that holds together a bunch of different western mis uh, mystical and magical traditions it's like a a key that unlocks a lot of different doors in the western esoteric world for example uh, kabbalah is at the heart of the hermetic order of the golden dawn <laughs> which was, you know, really influential. And uh, also the Golden Dawn, they drew from a bunch of different sources like the ancient Egyptian religion and the um, writings of philosophers, like Plato, for example. But Kabbalah isn't just a part of the Golden Dawn. It's, it's also important to other magical groups like the Thelemic Order of the Silver Star, and the builders of the, oh no, to say this word, <laughs> Edutim. I'm, I'm I'm not sure. Uh, 
Um, and it's not just limited to, to magic either. Kabbalah has um, been influential in Christian mysticism as, as well. Uh, as well as in works of scholars like we talked about uh, Carl Jung, right? Uh, and even before him, who was uh, his um, his his friend or like teacher? I forgot his name. Freud. Freud. Yeah, he also got a bunch of Kabbalistic ideas, really? obviously from Kabbalah. Yeah, because he's uh, he was Jewish, right? He just wanted so to fuck must... his mom or dad too. Yeah, he just <laughs> used that as an excuse. <laughs> yeah, so... it's like some guy that wrote to me was like, "Hey, bro, I've used all that knowledge that you drop on the show, and I repeat it to the to the yoga chicks, and I get laid." So I was like, oh, yeah, that's probably very easy to do. Shout out to you, bro. <laughs> shout out to you. The Juan Juan podcast getting people laid since since 2022, I guess. Yeah, literally. <laughs> you're, you're a blessing to many, Juan. Um, so also, if you're interested in astrology, you can use Kabbalah to help you understand the symbolism be, behind the planets and signs. If you're interested in tarot, you can use Kabbalah to help you understand the relationships between... Um, between cards and also in meditation you can use uh, kabbalah to help you understand the nature of your of your consciousness and to end this overall uh, kabbalah is kind of a, a big toolbox that has a lot of different tools in it and because it's so versatile it can be used to do a lot of different things from understanding the nature of of god to exploring your own your your own um, consciousness and i'll end it there so when you get to the top right mm -hmm. let's say you get there do you become nick cage do you become metatron who do you become <laughs> once you get to the top hypothetically speaking is this what the book of enoch is kind of sort of hinting at that you get to this level mm -hmm. of enlightenment where you're able to transcend this dimension or, or how does that work yeah i mean it, as long as you're in the physical plane you're just a person right but mm. you, you hold like a lot of lot of knowledge right so like i said some people reach different heights of course but um not many people can reach kether or not at all in the physical body maybe in the if you're like a, if you have like a near death experience for example or, or or something like that and also those spheres aren't like static right throughout the day we move between those 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 spheres right we we, we get angry or we um we 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 fall in love and and, and so on right we use our imagination in, in in different ways so those spheres aren't static we always move uh, between them but the, the point is to find the, the, the balance, right? So if you're balanced, you, um, uh, you become, um, you, you basically you want to use the middle pillar, the, the, the middle path, right? So it, this takes, it's like a lifetime of, of, of work and, and, and learning and, and so on. So I'm not sure exactly what, what happens. Maybe it's different for every, every person, some people might use it for for evil some people hopefully will use it for for good to help um, others right because if you hurt others you're essentially hurting yourself 
in the end, right? Because again, we're we're one, we're we're connected. So yeah, I guess that has to do. Um, it, it depends on the on each person. Yeah. So when you get there, you probably either turn into a ladybug or you turn into Bigfoot or something. <laughs> something. Yeah. It depends if you're still in this body or not. <laughs> but I think you'll just be very um, an enlightened person. Yeah. 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 You get the full idea of non duality and unity. Yeah. Well, dude, this is awesome, man. I learned so much, bro. I'm. I'm I want to have you on again to talk about something oh, else. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And... Maybe Freemasonry. I'm really into into that yeah we can down some freemasonic concepts and what true masonry is is all about because you know there's so many conspiracy yeah. theories and so much secrecy and and, and so on so yeah maybe, maybe we can get a mason time. on for that we'll have thomas on for that he's amazing yeah yeah for sure yeah i was actually <laughs> thinking about that yeah <laughs> yeah we can have thomas on so dude where can people find you let me pull up your channel here so people can go follow you on youtube and then you also have uh just instagram uh, occultist lux and uh youtube occultist lux that's where you can can find me so occultist lux on youtube youtube make sure to check them out on there and then also on instagram right the same thing yeah same same handle occultist lux awesome Oh, dude, you killed it, man. I learned a lot. And Happy to hear. That was my plan. Hopefully everybody enjoyed this introduction to Hermetic Kabbalism. And mm-hmm. really, it I kind of, I understand it better now, but there's yeah. a lot more to learn. There's and so much to it. Absolutely. So make sure to go follow Lux on his channel. Make sure to follow me at the Hold On Podcast, all social media platforms. And as always, see you on the other side. The most show us the elements, it's evident, mentally can't cope. We spit at this level of speed, not for greed. Moving on our table and deeds to PCs. I was destined in time, we were born to rock mics. With your head up hot, do what you like. Alter E, T, Rex, who max, wanna flex. Bust off through to your chest, so come test. It's over, that's what we told you in the last song. Hit a break, don't last long. Honorable throne, we come to crush the competition. Show the young wisdom. Real hip hop is what you give them. Bottom line, you're finished. Out of time to end it Another fall victim to the living that within it Mastering hearts while the world's in the dark You just step into the realm and you'll soon depart You think this life is a beautiful thing and what it seems Can nothing ever come between me and my dream Why these other cats fiending for cream, we unseen All the E say what you mean, so come clean When you look into these eyes, believe it because it's real Put it on the track and spit it just how I feel Ain't nothing gonna come between me and my bitch Open your mind to some lyricists, tell me who got this First up First can serve, who got nerve? Dynamite, ice on the mic, it's just words. Gotta do it twice, it's nice to get it heard. It's on the E, baby, so you better observe how I curve. My aggression to perfection. Any dub laying it down without a question. Listen me smuggling, no second guessing. Steady pressing, fucking with Nash, you need protection. Y'all need direction. You're full of talk, but you ain't got no reception. 
You need to walk in the shoes of these dogs who pay dues. Slave crews gave it to God and made Jews. Why you wanna fake the funk? I make moves. Similar to bass and trunk, I shake fools. Out raps, dirty little cracks and nooks. Same sucker motherfuckers writing crap for hooks. I don't get no doubt for looks. All spare and love and war, so we jack the crooks. Never slack, so we stack the books. Nico and Ness, smooth beats, we don't act like rooks. You think this life is a beautiful thing, and what it seems. Can nothing ever come between me and my dream? Why these other cats mean a for cream? We unseen. Author E, say what you mean, so come clean. When you look into these eyes, believe it because it's real. Put it on a track and spit it just how I feel. Ain't nothing gonna come between me and my bitch. Open your mind to some lyricists. Tell me who got this. You got a Feel the rush, ready to bust, mentally touched by the way we flip words and such. Your rhymes just suck, your crew's not strong as up. Walk the wrong road, indeed, you will get touched. Cause we're a dream team, make moves for bigger things. Cash rules, everything around, get cream. We're stuck in the rough spot, all victim the devil's plot. Account for self, like it or not, we won't stop. It's real hip hop, you shall receive. Place them up, put it on tracks until they bleed. The whole unit unique, stay cold as ice. Step up the pole in the mic, it rolls the light. Yo, holla back if you're feeling it. You'll recognize this some killer shit. Better believe it, don't forget it, bitch. Your best get a grip. Nico's all to ego, time to punish the game. You think this life is a beautiful thing, and what it seems. Can nothing ever come between me and my dream? Why these other cats mean for cream? We unseen. Author E, say what you mean, so come clean. When you look into these eyes, believe it because it's real. Put it on the track and spit it just how I feel. Ain't nothing gonna come between me and my bitch. Open your mind to some lyricists. Tell me who got this.